What a, what a, what a great mic test. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. This is going to be good. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 219. I'm Brandon. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about a rubber band in our deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole bunch is going down. It's the first of our double header Christmas super duper special. We're going to talk about one of your favorite commanders all time. One of my favorite mechanics all time. Oh yeah, you're putting a stamp on it? Absolutely. Oh, I, yeah. I love the main mechanic that's found in this deck. We're going to talk about that in just a second. We're going to thank a couple of people who have helped support the show. We're going to tell a couple of stories, but before we do any of that... We've got to thank our official sponsor, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. That's it. We are set. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> we are set. Big thank you to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are the supplier, the connoisseur of booster packs from the stinky onion bag of sack of packs to crack. We are stocked with 2020 packs and some packs of old. When you say... You don't mean M20, right? No, 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 no. I do have some M20 packs, though. You know what? Speaking of M20 packs, yeah. people have been talking, oh, with all these sets that came out, I forgot that M21 existed. I think that was just you. No, there's lots of people saying that. It's oh. all over the... And I keep... I respond to every one of those comments that I see. With with your boy? With a picture of Brash Taunter. <laughs> and we cannot forget that if there was anything that came out of M21, it was Brash Taunter, literally the most handsomest, the most versatile, the most powerful creature of all time. He's pretty good. He's very excellent. He's pretty good. He might be in this deck. I don't know. The deck does have red in it. It does have red in it. Let's uh, let's finish up, though. Your M20, your M21 packs, all can be found at FusionGamingOnline.com. Exclusive promo code CCO Fusion 5 You go there, you use CCO Fusion 5 you get a discount on your stuff. Max value if you combine it with some of their other just like weekly deals and stuff to get even more percent off. It helps the show out a lot. It lets the lets the people over at Fusion know that their partnership with CCO is a good one. Yeah, that they have joined the best community on the internet. That is... Just the nation. They joined us. We didn't join them. That's... That's right. That's how it is at this point. That's right. And it's, what's funny is like whenever we mention like, oh, Brash Taunters are in stock at Fusion, then I go there after the show because I want to pick one up to alter it and like put it on Facebook or something. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. I've only ever managed ever to buy two or three. Two or three <laughs> Brash Taunters. <laughs> it's a really good creature, right? It's a really good card. Oh, yeah. And he's mucho he's affordable also, which I like. Yeah, a couple bucks. Eh? Yeah, somebody or, or tagged less. me on Twitter the other day. They got one of those, uh, you know when you buy the what the hell is it, the pre-release kit? And you get yep. the, fo the foil with the state stamped on it? Yeah. Brash Taunter. Oh, that's oh, a baby. gooder. That's a solid one to get, oh, hey? A it's um, um, uh, a memento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. So you mentioned Rubber Bandamar. Rubber Bandamar. If anybody from the pre-show yesterday guessed Animar Soul of Elements from all of the crazy art hints, giant bug with arms like this crying and stuff. Yeah. You're, you're entered in to win. So what did you think it was? Because it, it still looks like a bug to me with some hair and orange Well, yeah, it, on its it, could, it could be a bug, but its creature type is elemental, and I didn't want to say that on, on the pre-show. Well, I would have given it away too Oh, yeah, 100% it would have. But when you look at other elementals in Magic, they're not anything. They're just, like, some of them are fire, some of them are dirt, some of them are some of them are like a, a cloud of dust. Some of them are like a deer with a shark for an arm and a whale for a head. Yeah, and, like... Yeah, I was going to say my microphone for a dink. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. guess other ones are like people with flaming heads. I guess that's also a thing that elementals are sometimes. I think it depends on where you are. Like the Flamekin are from Lorwyn. They're the flaming people heads, right? Yeah, those those are cool. Yeah. I want to go back to Lorwyn so that we can have more of those because those are freaking Yeah, well, cool, that we man. just got Flamekin Herald in um, Commander Legends, right? And how the cool one that, is it? The one that gives your Commander Cascade? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, we should play that in this one because you got to cast Animar a bunch of times. He dies. <laughs> people kill him. <laughs> He's hard to kill, though. He's got pearl white and pearl black. Yeah, give him a read, Hank. And give him a read. For anybody who doesn't know, one of the hints was he's well-seasoned, very long-time commander. But if you don't know what he does, Brando, hit him with the truth. He is a 1-1 one, one for blue, red, green. Protection from white and black, as I said. Whenever you cast a creature spell, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. And creature spells you, you cast cost one less for each counter on him. 
So plus every, one, plus one counter, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah plus one, plus one, which is important because we're playing them with a lot of cards from Ikoria, which feature your favorite mechanic of all time. Which is Mutate. And tell us about Mutate. Uh, specifically, is that an ability we're activating or are we casting it? You are casting it <laughs> for an alternative casting cost. So it will put a counter on Animar and yep. it will have its cost reduced by Animar. The Mutate cost is reduced by Animar's plus one cost reducing abilities yes super good so there's a lot of synergy going on there mutate essentially takes one creature and turns it into a whole bunch of creatures at once yep that does all sorts of ridiculous things and while we're not abusing it in the way that you can abuse it in this deck you can turn mutate into a nightmare that will crash paper magic and 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 it's also fun. electronic magic. Yeah, and electronic magic. I have definitely crashed out arena with with mutate. Okay, it is, it's lots of fun. Cool. So you are familiar with the intricacies of mutate. You're familiar with at least like if if I read a card name on screen and and you said this is the mutate draw card. Yes. So that's kind of how we're gonna do that. Yeah. And and you actually play mutate in you play animar in your mutate deck. I sure do for the exact same reason that he's playing mutate in his animar deck because you can mutate and it changes the name and it still has animar's ability mm -hmm. so then if you clone it then you can have two animars as long as you put one of the things on top yes as long as you have one, like a mutate creature on top so it has that creature's name and you have animar's ability underneath you clone that because then it's like joe blow exactly and it has Plus one, plus one, make your guys cost less. That's right. <laughs> Very so cool. We'll have to see if there's anything like that going on. I'm not sure, but I like this deck. And I said in the pre-show, like, there's a lot of different ways to build Animar, right? Like, you could do, today we've got Mutate Amar. There's Animorphs. We are playing some Morphs. Yep. There's Eldrazi Animar. We are playing some Eldrazi. So this has got, like, a little mix of... Everything. It touches on all the bases. It's also a deck that's highly playable as is and highly upgradable. So if you win it... What? Win it? We talked about that on the pre-show. Yes. Some yeah. people who lot, some people who watch the show on YouTube and listen to the podcast don't watch the pre-show, so give them, give them some more truth. Well, you should freaking start watching the pre-show, because then you'll <laughs> hear that we're going to give away this deck to one lucky listener through, listener through some... Thing I hate what we're gonna do. I, I don't know what we're gonna do. I like Wisner. That's a watcher or listener. Got there. Put a put a copyright thing on that. Fuck we're yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. That's our shit. <laughs> Ghost foils, Wisner. CCO, you heard it here first. I like it. <laughs> Welcome to all the new Wisners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is too excellent. Yeah. But we're gonna give it away to somebody. The deck is lots of fun as is, but like I said, there's lots and lots of room to just make it more powerful, or even turn it into maybe something that kind of turns in a different direction. Yeah, well, you could add more morphers or more, like, beef up the morph strategy, beef up the mutate strategy, beef up the Eldrazi strategy, whichever way you want to go. And it looks like like you're getting your command towers, your exotic orchards. I'm just reading here, Frontier, Bivouac. Well, we could maybe replace that with uh, the, the cycling one, for example. Sure. You get your temples. The point is, is you're getting a, a pretty stout mana base, and you're getting a lot of cards that allow you to do what the deck wants to do. You are getting, in this deck that is valued on whatever this site scrapes its card values from, it is worth less than your typical commander precon yep. and has a fully functional mana base. <laughs> Whoa! CCO Nation getting it done, hey? That's right. So we're happy to give give those away, the, the the booster packs. We say that they're brought to you by Fusion, which they are, and you should shop there because they are a great bunch of people. They've helped us a lot in 2020. We're going to be talking about that a little bit, I think, next week, mm. where we do sort of a, a wrap-up and, and, and like... Uh, Oh, the year in review show. Yeah. And what a year. A year in review preview, we call it, right? Yep. Fusion has helped us a lot in 2020, and they're going to be helping us a lot in 2021 with a whole bunch of stuff that we've got cooking right now. They're cooking out? Yes. Yes, they're bringing yeah. cookout to a new meaning or a new... Level. Level, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I like that. We're going from that, like the like those barbecues that just have the, the briquettes inside that take 400 hours to heat up. Yes. To like just a regular barbecue. Maybe oh. one that's connected to a propane thing that comes out of the 
yeah, yeah. out of the ground. Oh, we're we're upgrading to natural gas, dude. Oh shit! Straight straight off of the natural gas line. Yeah, I guess they don't have propane that comes out of the ground. That'd be probably real dangerous, hey? Well, that's how you get it at gas stations. It's in a tank, though. But having it at your house, it'd probably be yeah, like pretty. Well, some people have propane heated furnaces and stuff. My buddy Andrew, who lives out in the bush, is it super dangerous. No, he gets it. Uh, he gets it filled up like once a year or whatever. It's just a tank. Sounds dangerous. Could be if you shot it with a rifle. Yeah. Like I see, I saw Jaws. I know how compressed gases work. <laughs> yeah. and although I also saw the Mythbusters on Jaws, so I know that it doesn't blow up like that also. But oh, yeah, that was a thing. That was disappointing. Hey, Mythbusters, they fucking ruined everything. Yeah, they ruin all sorts of things. Not Jaws, though, because that movie is the best movie probably ever. Oh, it's like your favorite movie. Isn't it, it is my favorite movie. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I love hey? Jaws. That's funny that that's your favorite movie. Why? It's good. Yeah. It's the big Shark. It's the movie that started the summer blockbuster trend. Yeah, that's right. Like, it, it was like well, what year is it? 1976 or 78 or something? I think so, like yeah. Like 70 late, right? Yeah, late 70s. And then it had all of the like shitty gimmick sequels and stuff. So good. Michael Caine How bangs How come those are not your favorite? The shitty sequels? Yeah. Because not as good. Not the as second good. One, the second one's pretty good. <laughs> there it is. It's coming out. We're it's peeling like, off the, the layers of the Brando onion. It's got like... The clone, like, revenge shark that's got the scar. It's like Scar from Lion King. He's got his eyeball taken out by an exploding boat. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, maybe two is... Maybe I like two more. Because it's basically the same movie, except it's got, like, a more lethal shark <laughs> that's even more pissed off. Oh, he's pissed off. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, something to ponder. Yeah, for sure. You know what? YouTube comment. Let Brando know what is the your preferred and or the best Jaws movie. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm into that, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And, of course, watch the social media threads, the, the Facebooks and the Twitters to find out how you can win your own Animar deck from CCO that was submitted by David Moan. That's a dirty sounding name. That is a dirty sounding name. David Moan submitted this. You can win it, but wait, there's more. Dirty sounding name also on Architect, Wonder Lumps. Ooh, David Moaning Wonder Lumps. That means he's either got a fine AS or yep. a great set of boobs. Either way, good on you, man. Well, it probably has both. Yeah, member of the nation. We don't go halfway on anything. No, absolutely not. No. And no kink shaming. I wasn't. I was just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. It looks like Tony Storm up in that bitch. I was just going to say, let's start talking about these giveaway cards before we start talking about different things. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Good. Yes. So yesterday I showed the backs of the preview cards. These are additional Christmas presents that you can win through Commander Cookout, social media channels, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, Facebook.com slash CCO Podcast. Yep. Now we're going to have to give a really, really good example. Like description of the cards because some people are listening to the show and not watching it. Oh, so. okay. Well, the first one is <clears throat> a full art altered Nippley Ponder. So people are already, they know what Nippley Ponder looks like yep. from Lorwyn. But this one is extended down to include a bunch of water and coral on the bottom of the card. I'm trying to knock it a glare. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's a nice-ass card. Of course, it'll be featured on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and you should be watching, or at least subscribed, on YouTube. So, yes. this is the first one that you can win. It's great. Courtesy of Chris Von Doom. If Von Doom bought it, said, give it away. Give so, it away. We're doing it. Don't want it no more. Second, Second one, and this one needs less description. Yeah. This is a double nasty, non-foil. But we oh, don't care at this yeah. point because this is a force of will. Holy shit. We're just going to give this away. What? This one, courtesy oh. of our boy, Ginger Joe. Ginger Joe is a good dude. Ginger Joe's generosity, the JJJ cast, even though some of those don't start with J. <laughs> they stamp. Ginger yeah. Joe's generosity. I feel like most of those don't start with a J. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Knows no bounds. So, again, big thanks to Ginger Joe, big thanks to Chris Von Doom, big thanks to David Moan. I was going to say Chris Moan, but I, I knew that that wasn't right. I was going to say Wonder Lumps. Wonder Lumps for contributing to all of the CCO Christmas giveaways. Yeah, if I had some bells, I'd ring them, but I, I don't. Ah, well, that could, whatever. I could you, add it in. You could add it in a post if you don't. Maybe maybe Joe will when he edits the video. Hey, yeah. Either or. We've... we've Big thank you to all of the CCO Nationalites because you guys help us with the with the giveaways too. You help us with the editor, the YouTube channel, yeah. making it all grow. It's all very special. And speaking of thanks to Nationalites, 
We've got two patrons to thank today. Ooh. Oh, baby. The first one, the first one is an increase. Okay. Increased pledge. Big thank you and F you to Chris Morrow. Chris Morrow. I think a, a relatively new national aid, but God dang. Chris Morose, maybe. Morose? Is he sad about something? Does he feel bad? Maybe. Probably does. It's Well, he can't get together on Christmas? Yeah, it's Probably. Been a, it's been a crazy year, it's man. It's been a if, fucking shitty year. Yeah, if he was feeling, if he's not feeling good, I'm, I understand. Yeah, we, com- understand. we, we commiserate with you, Chris. Yes, sir. Commiserate morose. <laughs> Good luck changing your name to that in Discord. <laughs> All right. Next shout out. This is a new one. Brand okay. new. Okay. Nathan J. Weber. And pretty regular ass name. Yeah. Weber sounds like something dirty that you would do to somebody. Like, oh, like you could type that into like a adult website search bar oh and you get a bunch of results and yeah. something dirty would come up like like money shot or yeah, we gave her the we, we gave, gave her the, the weber. weber yeah yeah oh uh, yeah no yeah no so i don't know is, should we just call him like nathan j nasty what, is the, what does the j stand for just just nasty nathan just nasty there's probably a bunch of j words that we could come up with that are also dirty absolutely but after the whole like we talked about semen there a little bit yeah i don't want to start coming up with j names and dude no no we're not a family show but we're not but we are a family (laughs) we're not that far from being a family show so let's uh yeah we'll let your imagination fill in but just nasty just nasty. F yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Welcome. Welcome. I seen him get finger blasted on the Discord, so it was well worth <laughs> my time logging nasty. on yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing before we get into the deck. I wanted to get into this real fast. It is magic-related with some members outside the nation. I'm not going to name anybody because it did end with some, I'm going to say some salt mining, where some people were very upset. I jumped in a, uh, a game with three guys who I assume know each other in real life. And, and you were the random? I was the random, and I, I was just playing you with were, him. You were rando? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> DDO your, all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it's your nickname, DDO Rando. <laughs> and I just want to mention this situation to make sure that we got it right, and in case anybody out there in their brain didn't doesn't know, this is important. Yeah. It's important to know. We can't assume everybody knows all the rules all the time. So somebody played a Wheel of Misfortune. Okay. We all know Wheel of Misfortune. If you don't, it'll probably be on the screen. Yep. If not, just look it up real fast. Great you, card. You pay life and you draw cards, and the lowest number doesn't draw cards. The highest number pays that much life that they bid. And, and draws those cards. Yep. Yep. So, Wheel of Misfortune. Yep, 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 yep. yep. We all drew a number on a piece of paper. Yep. We all showed our numbers. You go like this real fast on the camera. Somebody goes, in response to that, Hull Breacher. Oh, yeah, no. Now, now, now that... Lots of media, that's not how that works. That's right. That is not how that works in any stretch. Of the, good try. Yeah. Very good try. <laughs> but that that isn't how that works. That's a contemporary example too, right? Both brand new cards from Commander Legends. Yeah, and it just it just so happened to happen. I thought that it was going to be the same guy, right? Like I because I would hundred percent play Hull. wheel in then hull breach or my own wheel because it's like yeah. If you guys want to draw, you're going to do the thing. Or are you guys going to try to outbid me so that I don't draw any cards? And You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or is everybody just going to pay zero life and draw zero cards, and I'm the only one that draws, and then Hall Breacher's kind of like for naught. Yeah, and I'll pay one and just draw seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But the, the point is somebody tried to just F. Hall, Hall Breacher after the spell had resolved. Yes. Before like you you t- you carried out all of like the minutiae of card manipulating game actions. Exactly. It's kind of the equivalent of if somebody makes you sack two creatures, you can't sack a Sprouting Thrynax and one of the Sapperlings that the Sprouting Thrynax y- yes. gives e- you. Yes, even better example is, is um, uh, and banned now, but I'll cast Iona. And you say, what color do you name I say red. Then you counter it. Oh, then I'll counter it. Well, no, 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 no. It it has to ETB before yep. I choose. So choose if you're going to counter it or not, right? Yes. And, and that's the same way. Hull Breacher before people choose. Yep. And, yeah, you, and you don't get you that do information. It so it's, it's yeah. just, I just wanted to point that out because like the people in the game got fairly upset. Like 
I'm not going to say unreasonably upset, but it sounds like this was something that had happened before. And oh. then once they learned that that isn't how it works, mm. now they're mad because I'm assuming that they had been owned like that before. Yeah. Possibly with a wheel into Hull Breacher where yeah. they all bid life and they just got fucking destroyed. Yeah. And so just heads up for everybody out there. That's how that works. Make sure that you, you, you know the intricacies of the cards you're playing if you're playing complicated shit like... Wheel of Misfortune. Yeah, and and heads up to everybody that Wheel of Fortune does exist, and you should probably just play that instead. Yeah, Hall Breacher, Hall Breacher, Wheel of Fortune, way better play. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so if you hate money, Wheel of Fortune. Oh if yeah, you, I hate money. If you like money, Wheel of Misfortune. Sure. All right, let's do a deck. Let's do a deck. All right, Rubber Bandamar. As you would expect in an Animar deck, there is a ramp suite. Yes, one more thing though. Uh-oh. Rubber Bandamar implies that it's cheap. Throwback and shout out to DJ from Jumbo Commander who totally just rubber banded his Golos deck and hucked it in his backpack and said he was going to beat our ass with it in Vegas. <laughs> it's still on, just in case anybody forgot. Oh yeah, like DJ's over. He is going to he's going to die. Absolutely he is. In magic, not in real life. He's oh, an okay guy. Yeah. But well, I mean, you know what? If it comes to that, I'd, I'm assuming that if I have a sock and a doorknob in my luggage when I fly down to the states, they won't stop me. No, they'll ask me why I have a doorknob with me, but I'll. I don't have to I'm, just bring an antique one. Yeah, it's an antique. I'm gonna sell Made it. Made out of lead. <laughs> we're 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 going to Vegas. I'm gonna sell it at an antique shop. I'm yeah. gonna take it to that store that used to be on TV. Yeah, well, that show's still there. on TV. Just the one guy went to jail. Oh. Is it for ripping people off at his pawn shop? Uh, it might be for doorknobbing people. <laughs> <laughs> Which would make the novelty even greater if you that, brought a doorknob to That would make it way store. better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we start with the ramp section? Let's do ramp. Just, just for posterity, there are four ramp cards that are not creatures. Whew. I don't think that we need to talk about them because they're like Simic Signet, Rampant Growth, Harrow, and... I don't remember the last one, but the rest of them are creatures, and there are 53 creatures in this Animar deck, which yes. is pretty common. Uh, I'll, I'll look at Animar decks and see anywhere between like 48 to about 60 creatures. It's almost like he makes creatures cheaper to cast, so it encourages you to play creatures in your deck. Yes. Weird. Pound through some mana dorks. We've got Silverglade Pathfinder, Rattleclaw Mystic, Paradise Druid, Migratory Greathorn. That is the Rampant Growth Mutate creature. That's important. We have a Lanor Elf, an Elysian Caryatid. A Farhaven Elf, a Drover of the Mighty, a Beast Caller Savant, and an Arboreal Grazer. And the fourth ramp spell that isn't a creature is a Fertile Ground, which is an enchant land that makes it tap for an additional mana of any color. Yes, 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 that's right. That is our ramp sweet. Those things, they either tap for mana, they get you more mana, or they put a mana from your hand into play when it comes into play. Fourteen of them, ten of which are creatures. And the first maybe one or two cost some amount of colored mana. After that, pst, just green. One green will pay for whatever ramp you're doing. So they pay for themselves literally as soon as you get the land that they find or you tap them one time, which is important in Animar decks because you're, you're making the rest of your stuff cost cheaper and breaking even very quickly. I dig that. Yeah. I like it. Got to break even quickly. It's all about getting the right amount of change with Animar. All right, all, all right. right. I like Keep that. Keep that in mind, everybody. All right, so we're going to go to I'm going to touch that is the custom category. I think that means that it's either removal or it's designed to get your opponent's blockers out of the way in some way so that you can take them to pound town. Oh, and Animar will pound. You know, what's what's the... You will know this probably. Ooh. There is a King Kong movie, Ooh. and there are lots of them, so I don't know which one it is, where a guy's like shooting up with a gun or yelling or something, and King Kong just... Pounds his fist into the ground and flattens the guy in a fist crater. I saw it when I was like six or seven years old, and I was just amazed that they could do that on a movie. That would probably be the Peter Jackson King Kong, then, if you no, saw it when no, you were young. No, it was it? an old one. It was an old, old one. Peter Jackson one was like 2010, wasn't it? Older than that, I think. Well, 2006, seven. It was just okay. after Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, it's pretty soon after that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. This is an old one. Yeah. Anyways, I want to see it now. Though. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby, we're Adam gonna. Mar is gonna let us know in the YouTube comments yeah. or on Twitter at CCO Podcast. I'll know for next week what that is. I'm gonna find that. Yeah, yeah, just King Kong Animar just fucking pounds a guy into the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first card for getting your opponent's creatures the fuck out of the way so you can beat the crap out of them is Tempting 
Lead. Lissid. Lissid. That's a C. I thought that was an E. Yeah. I think it's a made-up word regardless. Yeah. This is a 2-2 for 3. You could pay green, tap, tempting Lissid loses all abilities and becomes a creature enchantment that reads, all creatures able to block enchanted creature do so instead of that creature. No, it, it turns into a creature enchantment, and then it attaches to a creature. And then you can pay green to turn that off. Oh. It it, it turns into a lure. Yes. And then you can turn it back into a dude later if you want. The point is, is it's a creature, and you can beat in for whatever or trigger Animar with it to, to help you pay for some of your big dudes. And then once you land your big dude, you just make this into a lure on your big dude and you crash in. Or you make it into a lure on your Landmore Elf. And then all of their team has to block the Landmore Elf oh, while your huge dudes yes. just slap their lips into the dirt and then stomp their dink down onto it. Yeah, sorry. I for, yes, I, I said the wrong way, but you understood what I meant. I do. So let's touch their stuff. Yep. That sounds dirty with a souvenir snatcher. Touch their... What? You heard me. That is a mutate for green five or a four four flying for blue four. Gives you the creature flying, and whenever this creature mutates, gain control of target non-creature artifacts. You can steal Sol Rings, you can steal Mana Vaults, you can steal anything you want. Snatch. That's right. Touch their stuff. Now we're talking about the same thing. Shinnan of Life's Roar. What the f***? Kamigawa. <laughs> this is a two-drop one to all creatures able to block. Do so. Block this, Shinnin of Life's Roar. Or you can channel it, which is green, green, two, discard Shinnin of Life's Roar. All creatures able to block target creature this turn do so. Either is fine. Either is either is okay. Next up, we have a Saw Tusk Demolisher. That's another mutator. It's either a 6-6 six, six for 6, or it mutates onto the pile for green, three. Trample, whenever this creature mutates, you beast within something. Oh, when you mutate onto Animar with this for just green, yeah, you get to beast within something. Yeah, well, a non land, a non uh, creature, or something. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So if there's, if this is the first thing that mutates on, you yeah. get to do it still. That's right. Because the cre that's a triggered ability and it's mutated. Okay. That's right. And when you mutate that souvenir snatcher on it, you steal an artifact and then kill another one. Ooh, and yeah. You... And if both of those artifacts are creatures that would have potentially blocked your now big Animar. Because now your Animar is a 6-6 six, six with a bunch of plus ones on it. Ooh. Ooh. It's pretty good. Okay. Next up, we have a Pouncing Shore Shark. That's another mutator. It's either a 4-3 for blue 4, or you can mutate it for blue 3. It has flash, which is only important when you're blocking it, and it bounces a creature. It is an unsummon. Another way to get rid of blocker. That's right. Also fucking cool showcase art. Yeah, let's do the last. Uh, is this the last mutator here? The 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 last mutator in this section is an Archipelagor, which is a seven seven for seven, or it mutates for blue five. Whenever it mutates, you tap X target creatures, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. So anywhere from one to fucking ten. I should note that our mutate costs thus far. When we mutate, there's only one colored pip. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's good. So in most cases, you're going to be mutating for one, and that's awesome. Yeah. All right, we also have a Ken Kenrith's Transformation. That turns something into an elk, and we draw a card. We have an Ice Feather Aven. That's a Morpher. So with Morph, we should we should just talk about this real quick for, for people who are interested in Morph Animar decks. When you cast something for its Morph cost, you are casting it. Lots of people know that already, but new members to the nation might not. You're casting it as a 2-2 as a two -two creature, colorless creature, face down, and you can turn it up at any face up at any time for its morph cost. How much does it cost to put it from your hand into play, Ryan? Usually zero. If Animar has three counters, it's zero. Two counters, it costs one. One counter costs two. So there, there because go. you're casting it for its morph cost, Animar does reduce that. This one turns face up for Simic and one, and when it's turned face up, you may return another creature to its owner's hand. Cool picture on that one too. Yeah, I like I, that one. I like that a lot. I like that one. How about a Chrome Shell Crab? Chrome Shell Crab. This is a Morpher. Morph it for blue four, turn face up, exchange control of target creature you control and target 
creature and opponent controls. So our little mana dork that we don't need anymore because Animar's big, that's what they get, our Boreal Grazer or whatever, and we get their biggest guy. Or their Flying Blocker, for example. Ooh. After we've given Animar flying with whatever we gave him flying with. Souvenir Snatch. Or the huge big big that's attacking you. That's not oh, yeah, because you can turn morphers up whenever you want. Yeah. Literally whenever you want, even in response to split-second cards. Yeah, it does not use the stack or something, right? It doesn't use the stack. You're just changing the the the, the state that the card is in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next card, we're going to go from one of my very favorite mechanics of all time into one of my least favorite mechanics of all time, and we're going to find that on... Anox Survivalist. Oh, yeah. Anox. Anus Survivalist. There we go. <laughs> this has Mega Morph. Fuck morph, morph, shit. morph. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 1 2 for green 1 Mega Morph. Exactly the same as Morph, but when you Mega Morph it, it turns face up and you put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. Yeah. Mega Morph could be useful in Anamorph decks that allow you to move counters because you can move that plus 1 to Animar. So if you do win this deck and you do want to make it a little bit more more morphy, you can maybe like a, a forgotten ancient ancient or something that moves counters. You can put those counters on Animar. Anyways, when you turn it face up, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. That's a good one. It's all right. It's like the one good Megamorph card. Because usually Megamorph just ends up costing so much and that extra so much is to get a plus one plus one counter on a fairly shitty creature. Yep. And you get a fucking four four for a total investment of 10. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is bad. Stop well, you know what? Anox Survivalist in in higher powered Animar decks does see quite a lot of play because you can cast it for nothing and turn it face up. Like it, it'll trigger Animar when you cast it and for disenchant mana, you're getting disenchant and a dude. That's pretty good. That's a good one. That's pretty solid. Right, let's talk about the Hey, Don't Touch That. Okay, section. so we were touching, now we're not touching. Now we're preventing people from touching. And the first creature that stops people from touching is a Willbender. You morph it, you turn it face up, and you change the target of a spell. Void Mage Apprentice. You morph it face up, you counter target spell for four mana. Stratus Dancer. You mega morph it, and you counter target instant or sorcery spell. Another one that sees play in higher powered lists. Rushwood Herbalist. I was going to say, I think this is a spell shaper, and wouldn't you know? Hmm. Okay, so this is a 2-2 for green 2. You could pay green, tap, discard a card from your hand, regenerate, target, creech. So ah. you, it's regenerate, right? It turns any card in your hand into regenerate. Yes. Which I think is a card. Regenerate is a card. I believe regenerate is, is it an instant or is it an enchantment that gives creature regenerate? I think it's an instant. Most of those spell shapers, you paid the cost of the card and then discarded a card. Yeah, they were an the instant thing. or whatever. You know what? Benefit of watching and subscribing on fucking YouTube is Joel just put the card on the screen. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, bud. Uh, Mist Weaver. Mist Fire Weaver. Whoa. Mist nice. Weaver Fire. That sounds like a red card. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morph. You morph it face up. This is a 3-1 flyer with Morph, I should say. Face up. Target creature you control gains hexproof. Oh, another way to protect Anor. If somebody has like a, a fight spell or something that targets that is not black or white. And the last one in here, I super don't like this card. Daring Apprentice. This is the card from the pre-show that you said you hated. And I yeah. said that I've played it before. Yeah. A 1-1 one, one human wizard for blue, blue, one. You can sacrifice it to counter target spell. Tap and sack it. Ah, yes. So you you pay three for your one one, and somebody either just dinks it into the dirt, or just casts spells around it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you know what? Yes, in Wizard Tribal, it's good. This one does represent like hard and fat, not hard and slow, hard yeah. counter spell on what is a creature, That's which is true. important, right? It only gets reduced by one though. Like you might as well just play Counterspell. Yeah. Because at least then you get to counter the spell as opposed to just getting them to play it earlier and getting yep. wrecked by it. Particularly because you're not going hard, 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 hard on Animar counters. Like you don't need to in this deck because you're not comboing. And you don't. You also don't need all of the free counter spells so you can tap out on creatures. Right? Yeah. So this could just be Counterspell. Yeah. All right. Should we do the tools and tricks next? Tools and tricks. First one, we talked about cloning Animar, and lo and behold, we have a Vesuvian Shapeshifter. 
When it enters the battlefield or is turned face up because it has morph, you may choose another creature on the battlefield if you do until Vesuvian Shapeshifter is turned face down. <laughs> it becomes a copy of that creature, except it has at the beginning of your upkeep, you may turn this creature face down. Yeah. So it's clone for five mana or morph clone, and at your upkeep, you can turn it face down to clone something else. That's a cool one. I really like that card. Yeah, and the trick, again, is to mutate Animar, keep him on the bottom, shapeshifter, like a second Animar. Yep. And then you have double Animar, and your creatures cost zero mana. Yep. Creatures like Trumpeting Gnar, which is a mutator for, it's a 3-3 three, three, for Simic and 1, or Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid 3. Whenever this creature mutates, you get a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. That's a gooder. That's a solid one. That's a gooder, because it's going to give you so many blockers and attackers, right? Then we got a Porky Parrot. It's all the red mutates are so bad. <laughs> it's a three four for four, or it mutates for red too. It has tap. This creature does X damage to any target where X is the number of times the creature has mutated. We have a Glowstone Recluse. It is a two three Reacher for green two, or mutate for green three. Whenever this creature mutates, put two plus one plus one counters on it. Ooh, that's the one that you want to mutate onto animal. That's right? a good either one. Either above or below. That'll don't, don't that'll care. Just, that'll just take you from it'll take you from zero to most of your creatures are essentially free. Yeah, because you cast it or you mutate it. Oh, if you mutate it onto Animar, right? Yeah. That's that's the example. It gives three counters three. to Animar all by itself. The next mutator is the worst of them all. I hate this freaking creature so much, and I'm not even sure why. It's an unreasonable amount of hatred that I have for Cloud Piercer. It's a 5-4 Reacher for red 4, or it mutates for red 3. Whenever this creature mutates, you discard a card, then draw a card. I just don't like that. Yeah. You're working so hard, and you're probably out of creatures. Anyway, the last mutator in this section, before we get into all the other creatures in the section, is Auspicious Starix, probably the most powerful one of the bunch. It is a 6-6 for green 4, or it mutates for green 5. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, or X is the number of times the creature is mutated. Put those permanents into play. Oh, yeah, that's like mutate Genesis Wave yeah. a little bit, right? Important to note that if you mutate not permanent things, they are exiled forever. They don't oh, yeah. go on the bottom. They're gone. So... Important to note, that's not a huge deal in this deck because 90% yeah, of we're playing. 36 it. lands and 30 or 53 creatures and a bunch of other spell type things like Daring Apprentice and stuff that yeah. are creatures, yeah, right? There's not a lot of instants and sorceries in here that you're going to lose. Yeah. So the next creature that does not have mutate is a den protector. Oh, yeah, DP. Do not Google that. <laughs> when you morph it, when you mega morph it face up, I should say, you get to return target card from your graveyard to your hand. And creatures with power less than den protector's power can't block it. Neat. Yeah, you, you mega morph it. It's a three two at that point and then it can get in that, that you know what that does actually matter yeah because you can mutate onto that and it retains that ability yeah you can mutate onto it and make it gigantic yes make it and, much harder to and block. even though it says creatures with power less than den protectors ability if you mutate on top of that and the name changes it still has the ability yeah. and it still works even though its name's not den protector correct Oh, yeah, it's very cool. Okay, so we could make that into a six-six, and then anything f five or less can't block it. That's right. Okay, that's that's relevant. They got to throw their six-six death toucher in the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't we don't care about that. <laughs> we'll just it, that card's probably black, and Animar will take care of that player. <laughs> <laughs> or we got cunning evasion. Here's an enchantment, also a permanent, but notable. It's not a creature. This is two mana. Whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, you may return it to its owner's hand. That, that would bounce your whole mutate pile, that's right? That's right. So if your mutate pile is six cards deep, you can swing in with it, return it back to your hand, and then you can mutate all those creatures again and get all that benefit again. Could you, before damage, flash on any mutate flashers onto a creature that was not blocked? Yes. You could. Yeah. So if Animar's got protection from black and white and you attack the black-white player and they block your other mutate pile and you've got some mutators that have flash, because some of them do. Yep. You just mutate, 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 making Animar bigger and getting other bonuses. That's right. Cool. Shit, yeah, so good. Then we have a Brine Elemental. Ooh, this is a combo card. 
We'll have to see if we're playing the other half of the combo, because I don't remember if we are. I did these notes several days ago. <laughs> this is a 5-4 morpher for blue-blue 5 is the morph cost, so our biggest morph cost of the day, Ooh. right? When it's turned face up, each opponent skips his or her next untap step. Jesus. Woosta. Okay, well, they tap out, we don't die because they attack somebody else, and then we flip this up and we can hit them twice, for example. Hit them once this turn, flip it face up, they can't They can't attack us next turn. We hit them again next turn. I'm into it. Yeah, long-term kind of beating. Long-term planning. And the last creature, very important that we take note that our boy Brash Taunter makes an appearance here. He is also an excellent morph target. Yep. Because oh, no, a mutate target. Mutate target because now he's bigger and he's better at fighting, and he's indestructible. Still indestructible. So you don't have to worry about them wrecking your mutate pile. Also important, he's not white and he's not black. So when he targets Animar, Animar just fucking fists his ass into the dirt, like all the way to China. He can deal that much damage to an opponent. <laughs> <laughs> and he remains to do it again. Yes. He remains. Oh, so excellent. That okay. is so freaking good. All right, now thing about mutate decks is you're investing a lot of resources into one pile. Yep. And that is often referred to as overextending. Yes. Now, how does this deck enable such overextension? With a category called overextended enablers. There we go. <laughs> All right. We're going to start there with Eye of Wisdom. Ooh. Partners with Akum Eye of Chaos, whom we are not playing. We are not playing. That's okay. At the beginning of combat, you flip a coin until you lose a flip. Whenever a player wins a coin flip, draw a card. Should be playing a Kuman here because you have a Brash Taunter. A Kuman Brash Taunter can just immediately kill somebody. Kill somebody. Yeah, Very that's important. a good idea. We have a Tree Shaker Chimera. All creatures able to block it do so. And when it dies, draw three cards. Nice. Yeah. Seven mana for that. Really, it's two. But, yeah... Sphinx of Lost Truths? Yeah, this is a 3-5 Sphinx with flying, enters a battlefield, draw three cards, then if it was kicked, if it wasn't kicked, sorry, discard three, and you kick it for blue one. Does Animar reduce kicker? It's an additional cost, so when you're casting a spell, the game checks to see if there's any cost adders, and then checks for cost reducers, and if you announce that you're paying the kicker, I believe that that, that it works. But so I've it, never played Kicker Animar, but I've heard of Kicker Animar, so it has to work. Yeah, if Kicker Animar is a thing, it must work. Yeah, you can go blue, 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 and then have four counters on Animar. It'll reduce the colorless component of the casting cost and the kicker cost. Dig it. Yeah. So you draw three, and you have a three-five flyer. How about Soul of the Harvest? Oh, Animar Classic. Six drop, six, six trampler. So nothing to shake a stick at. Yep. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, not cast, just ETBs, yep. draw a card. Important to note, when you're mutating a creature, that creature is not entering the battlefield. Oh, good because catch. Because the creature's already there. Yes, it's just mutating onto a different creature. Yeah, it doesn't trigger any ETB stuff when you mutate something. Good, good, good. Next up, we have a Shaman of the Great Hunt. Okay, 4-2, haste for 4, which is really just 1. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus 1 counter on it. Oh, oh yeah, baby. that's a gooder. Now, you can also, fero it's got Ferocious. For Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid 2, draw a card for each creature you control with power 4 or greater. And that's what Ferocious is. It cares about creatures with power 4 or greater. Important to note that this thing itself does have 4 power. So for four mana, you will minimally draw one card. Yes, and most likely you will draw several more. <laughs> yes, you'll draw another one off of Animar, another one off of your cloned Animar, and another one off of your mutate pile. So you're paying four to draw four. It's already better than Harmonize. <laughs> Next up, we have a Sea Dasher Octopus. That is a 2-2 two, two flasher for blue-blue one, or it can mutate onto a creature for blue one whenever this creature does combat damage to a player draw a card. That is a good one. A and you know one. what? This deck's getting really dirty. We've got snatches and flashers and... Yeah, it's... I like that yeah. we're giving this one away. This is a good one. <laughs> yes, it is very on brand. How about a Riptide Survivor? This is a Morpher. When it's turned face up, you discard two cards, then draw three cards. I like the flavor of that card. Just Riptide Survivor because the Riptide project was just all horrible and this guy's obviously had a rough life. Yep. I just... I like that. That's cool. Yep. And the Riptide will taketh away before it'll give you... The tide washing back in. 
Yeah, I like it. Return of the Wild Speaker. Sailor Moon Incarnate. Has it happened yet? No. Is it going to? <laughs> Probably not. Put Tuxedo Mask on there? Oh, yeah. I always forget about that guy. Yeah. I always think that people are just going to ask me to draw like, let's not go there. Yeah. This is an instant. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control, which is pretty much any of them in this deck, or non-human creatures you control get plus three until end of turn. Cool. Both good. Primordial Sage. That is Soul of the Harvest, but it's whenever you cast a creature, you draw a card. Muldrifter. Evoke, which is casting for its evoke cost, so Animar will reduce this. Draw two cards. And it's a 2-2 flyer, which is actually important. It's not bad. Yeah. Karuga the Macro Sage. Oh, look at this. We don't play these creatures very often. No, eh? this is a 5-4 for Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid 3, Dinosaur Hippo. <laughs> I was Con hoping you'd read that part. Yeah, Companion, but we don't care about that part. When Karuga the Macro Sage enters the battlefield, draw a card for each other permanent you control with converted mana cost 3 or greater. Which is like all of them. That's lots and lots of them. Pretty much everything except our mana dorks. And the funny thing is, is we'll just cast that. We don't care what it costs and we don't care what other stuff costs. Because even though Animar reduced it, it still costs seven. Yeah. Or eight or five or whatever, right? Yeah. Regardless of what we cast it for, right? How about Keeper of Fables? Oh, whenever one or more non-human creatures you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Neat. That could be a coastal piracy or something, hey? Yeah, but this is a creature. Yeah, that, that makes That's sense. That's what you got to always remember. You got to find those those coastal piracy effects or those counterspell effects, what have you, on creatures. Digging it. Hunter's Prowess. Oh, five drop sorcery until end of turn. Target creature gets plus three and gains trample. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw that many cards. That many. That many. Oh, man, do <laughs> oh, I ever wish many. that this card wasn't instant, hey, for Kalamax. That's not what we're talking That'd about. That would be brutal. But, uh, yeah, that many. Like ten? I don't know. It's lots. <laughs> yeah. At least three, which is pretty good. Yeah. Hunter's Insight. Choose target creature you control. Whenever that creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker this turn, draw that many. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to save this next card for last just because I think it's neat. Fathom, Sayer, Fathom Seer. Oh, I you skipped say. one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is a morpher, but th what's great about this one is it doesn't have a morph mana cost. So you cast it for free, and then you morph it for returning two islands you control to their owner's hand. And when it's turned face up, draw two cards. Now, in the deck as it is, there's only nine islands. Yeah. So that's a something to keep in mind. Yep. Still cool, though. Still drawing two cards for free. And if it's late in the game when you get it, you just you just draw it, top deck it, cast it face down, bounce two islands, turn it face up, draw two, play an island again. Mm. It makes it so you don't, like, I mean, you're returning lands to your hand, but you're not missing land drops. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Ah. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but... It can also quasi-soft ramp you, too. You can tap the two islands, bounce them both, flip them over, play it again, tap it, get oh, three yeah. blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. So that's a thing you can do. Play your Daring Apprentice. There it is. Well, yeah. you won't even need three blue to play your Daring Apprentice if you're casting your Fathoms here for free. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Fathom, we have a Fathom Mage. Yeah. 1-1 one, one for four, Simic yeah. and two, let's say, but it's two, really. And it has evolved. So whenever we cast a creature that has more power or more toughness than this, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. It actually enters the battlefield. Oh. Impo important, because again, the morphing isn't going to trigger that. Yes, but something like the trumpeting Gnar will. Yes. Because that's going to put tokens onto the battlefield that are going to make us get plus ones. Absolutely, it will. We have a... Dreamtail Heron, that is a morpher. It's a three. Oh, hold on, hold on. We missed something. The Fathom's here. The important oh, part about oh, it. Oh, the Fathom Mage. Yeah, let's oh. see what he does. Oh, yeah, the Fathom Mage. Sorry. Yeah. Whenever you put a plus one counter on Fathom Mage, you draw a card. That's pretty good. That's the good part. Yeah, that's <laughs> the good part. Like, why are we playing this? Oh, no. right. Draw a card. Fathom Tail Heron is a three four flyer for blue five. Mutates for blue three. Whenever this creature mutates, draw a card. Yeah. Simple, easy. Deep Fathom Skulker. Oh, this is blue, five for an Eldrazi. The first of four, wink, wink, <laughs> devoid, so it doesn't have a color. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. That's good. That's good when we got creatures with protection. And we can pay three and a colorless, a winding, if you will. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. Now, now let's be realistic about the deck that we're playing. 
Okay. We can't pay that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just look at There that. are no sources of colorless <laughs> mana in this deck. Are there any creatures that add colorless? There are, but we're not playing them, <laughs> so don't worry about it. Okay, never mind. Whenever last our guy hits, we draw. Last card in this section is Colossal Majesty. Oh, yeah. This is an enchantment, not a creature. Green 2. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a creature with power 4 or greater, draw a card. Now, look at that art, Ryan. That's the, the King Kong art. Exactly. This is Brando's altar suggestion <laughs> of the week where you could just put, a, instead of these little monkey dudes, you put some, like a guy with a gun, and then instead of a big dinosaur foot, it's King Kong's fist. That kind of, yeah. You could you could morph that into, see what I did there? You yeah. could morph that into knuckles instead of fingernails. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's, that's easy. That's excellent. As, that, was, as that, that was actually the second last card in the deck. Or second last card because you skipped the one. Oh, right. The last one, I just wanted to talk about this one last because it has X in the casting cost. Yes. And it's Gadwick the Wizened. Yeah. 3-3 three, three human wizened. Zed. Wizard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For blue, 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 three, when it enters the battlefield, draw X. Whenever you cast a blue spell, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. I think he's in there for both halves of his text box, right? Yes. You draw X cards. He's blue, 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 X. Animar will reduce X. Yes. So X is always the number of counters on Animar, yep. plus however much more mana you want and to dump into it. Just to go a little bit deeper into that is is you say, I'm casting Gadwick the Wizened. X is going to equal 8, let's say, because there's 8 counters on Animar. You just pick the same number. 8. The game will apply any cost reducers before you actually have to pay for the card. And Animar's counters will reduce 8 from your declared value of X. Lots of newer members of the nation ask that question, how does it work? Like, do I still have to pay? Then I, do I get the mana back? No, it'll just reduce the value of X that you declare when you want to cast the spell. Also, you can pump more into that X, but that that more that you pump in will have to come from mana that you have. Yeah, the traditional way. Yeah, so blue, 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 X, Animar will pay for X based on his counters, and then you pay for any more X when, uh, if and when you want to do that. And then you draw some X. Yeah. All right, last section is the extra muscle section. We talked about this being a thing. We were hinting at him. We also talked about the budget of the deck, so you know what isn't in this section, but we're going to start with... Ulamog's Crusher. Oh, yeah. These are the extra three Eldrazi musclers. And this guy is muscly, hey? Yeah. Yeah, he's got muscles where there isn't even supposed to be muscles. <laughs> this is an 8-8 eight, eight for 8, which is an 8-8 eight, eight for fucking 0. Yeah, between <laughs> 2 and 0. Yeah. And he has Annihilator 2. So whenever it attacks, defending player sacks two things. Oh, yeah. Cool. When it attacks. Whenever it attacks. It doesn't even have to hit you. No, it just needs to turn sideways. How about Breaker of Armies? B of E. This is a 10-8. 10-8 for fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> All creatures able to block Breaker of Armies have to do so. That's cool. Yeah, that might as well say Annihilator because you're going to kill stuff. Yes, yeah. you're going to get lots of things with that. And the last one is an Artisan of Kozilek. A 10-9. These are getting even better. Annihilator 2 for 9, which is actually just 0. Yeah. When it ETBs <clears throat> for 0, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Shit. Yeah. You might not want to take a morph because it'll enter the battlefield face up. Yep. You might not want to take a mutate because it'll just enter the battlefield as itself. So you just got to be careful. Yep. Just watch what you're getting. The yep. mutates aren't necessarily the worst. Situ like decision you can yeah, make. Yeah, lots of them have fine bodies, right? Yeah, Five, fives and six powers and stuff. They're pretty much good vanilla creatures. They get really good when you combine them with other vanilla creatures. Yeah. Just cool as hell. Yeah. And that's the deck. Oh, man. I, I, can we just be Animar cookout podcasts and just do all Animar decks like every single week? Arc of the Arkamar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man, let us know in the comments if you want to see that. Or any other weird arcs. We're not going to do the arc of good vibes forever. Yeah, eventually eventually, we're not going to need to do it anymore. Times will improve. Yes. I, I think that's the good vibe of the week, right? Absolutely it is. Yeah, things are yeah, going to get yeah. better. It's almost Christmas time. Things are going to get better for freaking everybody, and that's very exciting. Yeah, no, I do like that. So if you have any arcs like Arkamar, the Ark of Animar, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll gladly take everything under consideration. And... 
we should have mentioned mentioned this at the top of the show. Over the arc of good vibes, especially lately, I think we've been receiving a ton of deck lists. Yeah, which is great. Keep them coming in. That's how we get stuff like this that we actually love talking about: mutate morphs and animars. I didn't I didn't talk about how much I love morph because it was like from onslaught when I kind of got into tournament magic, right? Right. But we love getting them, even if we don't respond. We do see all of them. Just every deck list does get looked at. Every idea does get batted around a little bit. So if you got them, send them in. That's right. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. That's right. So that's the deck. Now, we've got a couple other kind of supplementary categories or stuff that we want to talk about, right? Yeah. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Ramps with Commander. Commander-centric. Are we calling it a strength or a weakness? I think it's not either of those things at this point in the commander format. I think that you're just fine to build a deck that focuses around, around your commander. Yeah. And I think that's fine, especially in a deck like this. You're playing lots of ramp. You're going to be able to play him one, two, three times. You got some protection for him. And even if you don't have him, you have a fully functioning deck. I think so, yeah. Like every, this deck will work without Animar, not as well. Oh, you know what? I, I like that as a strength. I was going to say if, if commander-centric... For Animar, it, it probably leans towards a strength because he only costs three. But this deck is particularly interesting because it, it'll function without him. It'll just do it like a turn or two slower. Yeah. Which it, is fine and casual. Yeah, you're playing it's a it's a casual deck, and this will play casual games that are fun and really good and give you a chance to win, and you never even have to play Animar. Yeah. Commander protects himself. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, very, very good. And and people always are like, what a hair. What is it? And white? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah. what they always do. Yeah. Yeah, pro black and white. And white? Like, what do you kill it with? Beast within? I suppose. Is that... You just give me a beast that I can draw a card off of with my my yeah. soul of the harvest or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Playing fun ass cards. Yes. That is something that we advocate for more than anything. And I've seen so many Twitter posts lately. And it feels negative. And when you're in the nation, play whatever the fuck you think is fun. And let's just talk about it so we all have a good expectation of what other people think is fun. Agreed. Yeah. And this is a fun-ass deck, like you talked about earlier. It's got stuff that I like. It's got stuff that you like. It's got stuff that Wonderlumps likes. This deck is fun. Yep. And that's awesome. You know what else is awesome? And just to that end, I've had as many meaningful memories talking about just like Rule Zero and Magic Commander Theory with people in the nation as I have had playing games with them. Dang. And that when that makes it so when we do play games, the games are that much better because our expectations are so like finely tuned and on point with each other, right? I think that's important. As long as we're all sitting down for the same thing, we're all going to have fun. And yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Okay. On Back onto a real strength. Okay. Plays two of the best colors in Commander. Yes. That's a good-ass <laughs> thing to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and final strength that I had outlined, it is so budget. If you don't end up winning this game, remember, check the social feeds to find out how to win. If you don't win the deck and you wanted to build something similar, you can do it for less than 50 bucks. Less oh, than 40 bucks. And you've got most of these cards, too. Oh, yeah. If you've been just kind of happenstancely buying cards, you've got a bunch of this deck already. Yeah. And if you don't, FusionGamingOnline.com, exclusive promo code, CCO Fusion 5, get you 5% off the, the the other $3 of cards that you need. <laughs> I think Animar's the only actual expensive card in the deck. And, At like 8 bucks or 6 bucks or whatever. He's more than worth 8 bucks because you're going to play him in something. Oh, yeah. He's just a good card to have in your in your life. Elemental tribal, mutate tribal, yep. mutate commander, right? Morph commander, Animar com- or Eldrazi commander, whatever you want. If you're going to build a, a team or deck list, Animar's a great just, I want to build a deck in these colors, use Animar. Yep. And another strength I just thought of, if you did want to dabble into a more tuned and highly competitive kind of meta, you can run Animar combo decks. You just Truth. need like the the free counter spells and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So onto the weaknesses, we are gonna probably run into the famous commander problem where they're like, "Oh, oh, Animar, let's dogpile them, right?" Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get wrecked on, and even it's hard to say no. It's just it's Animar that does this because Animar always does at the very very high level the same thing, which yeah. is play. 
big fucking beaters for free over and over and over and over and over <laughs> that is what animar does yeah. and even if you, oh no it's not that it's mono sorcery animar <laughs> that's a lie because it's not that so that's something to keep in mind and it, it's a lot harder to talk your way out of no it's not that animal because yeah animar yeah. doing animar kind of kind of leads into our next our next weakness is is the deck powerful enough to just like out-muscle the people who don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know if this particular deck is powerful to take on three people. Like a CEDH Animar would be fast and powerful enough to take on like three, seven or eight out of ten decks that are gonna like gang beat, gang beat you, right? Right. Because he's got protection in the, in the CEDH deck and he's pro white and black. <laughs> yes. And he's faster than you, right? Yes. So just keep that in mind. You, you Again, goes back to communication, right? Show some of the people your your altered art brash taunter with Brando giving the middle finger, long-haired brash taunter. Yep. Show them your showcase mutate cards and say, this is my mutate deck, right? Do something like that. Yeah. Another, I don't know if you had this one down as a weakness, but there's a surprising number of humans in here, and humans can't mutate. Ah. And there's not a ton but there's enough of them that you're going to have a time where all the creatures in play are humans. Yeah, Willbender, Daring Apprentice, Gadwick the Wizened, Fathom Mage, they're they're they do have the human sub or creature type which is yeah. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't play them or shouldn't play them, but they're there and you got to know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good catch too. I didn't think of that cuz I don't play mutate, right? <laughs> ah. The final one that I did think of power level of any random card. Right, so you've you've cast your board, you've mutated, you've got a board of creatures and Wrath of God, yep. top deck mode now for everybody, not just us, but for everybody. We top deck random card in our deck. Is that card going to have a high enough power level to let us continue playing Magic? Yeah, that's a question you have to ask with this deck. Some of them, certainly there is. Absolutely, right? You you cast your Soul of the Harvest, you recast Animar, and you draw a card, and like you're rolling, again. you're rolling again. But you draw your dream whatever heron, and it's like, oh, I can't even mutate anything onto this. It's like a 2-1 flyer for 18. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So just be careful of that. Yeah, it does have the uh, the it, the rebuild thing isn't really there. It is it's it is weak to Wrath of God. As lots of creature decks are, dies to removal is not a reason to not play a thing. Yeah. But this deck does suffer from weak it. Weak to removal is something that you should think about. Yes, and it is something that you can easily work around because you're playing green and it's super easy to get all your shit back. Yeah. Yeah. Look at blatant plug for myself. Look at my mutate deck. I have all sorts of ways. Oh, hell no. That's not a blatant plug. That's Brando's Mutate deck was a list that we did, a very popular list that, again, maybe top five of the year. We'll talk about that next week, maybe. Yep. Uh, and and we'll do links to those decks next week. Yeah. yeah it, Brando it, did a, a great Mutate deck. Yeah, it's got lots of cool stuff in there just to, to get your pile back so you're not out every card that you've played the whole game because somebody terrored your creature. Yeah. We're not going to do a budget section today because there's not really any cuts that we need to recommend. TCG mid for this deck is just under 29 bucks. Is like that, and and Ilya Commander Cook giving a cheap deck away. We're giving a fun deck. Yeah, we're away. giving That's away the a deck. point. We're giving away a deck that you'll actually play, and one that exemplifies that you do not need to spend a ton of money because there's not a whole ton of money kicking around right now. Nah. You don't need a ton of money to play. And because we do have supporters and a sponsor that helps us out, we are going to give this deck away. Yes. So, at Commander at Commander Cookout on Twitter, that's not right. No. At CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando. Facebook, you can search CCO Podcast. Find out how to win the deck in the coming week or, or in the next week. Maybe next week we'll, we'll announce the winner. You could win it. Maybe it's a Christmas present deck that you can give to a new player, somebody in the nation. And we'll send you some rubber bands to put it in. Oh, yeah. with some. Maybe, maybe we'll protect the corners of the deck with CCO stickers or something. Ah, fuck that. We're not going to no. wreck CCO stickers. <laughs> no, we're not going to ruin stickers like that. Hell with that. <laughs> but for sure, last time we gave one away was the Golos, and that was and you, you sent you Raph sent Garcia like a whole ton of rubber bands, right? They sent him like six different colors of rubber bands that he could he could go on what uh how he's feeling that day like a mood ring yeah 
Excellent. You know what? Honorary spice for this week. There's 2,409 Animar decks on EDH. Is the most popular teamer list right above Calamax, your boy. Yeah. And right above Riku of Two Reflections, who I really want to build. Man, Calamax might be my second favorite commander. I just, I don't want to build them real degenerate because my Animar deck's already degenerate. Yeah. And I just I just want to have fun, right? I is, can't wait to start playing in, in real life again with CCO Nationalites and just have them alter and sign my Calamax deck. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, that project is still going on. It's just on, on hiatus, right? Yes. It's on an island with Elvis somewhere <laughs> and John Lennon. <laughs> man, if we had time, I have a Lennon story I could tell you, man, that would just... It blows people's minds. Oh, well, maybe tomorrow. Up. We got we got, we got got time on the, okay. on the bonus show tomorrow. Big thank you to David Moan, the moaner. Wonder Lumps? Wonder Lumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sending the deck in, contributing to the nation, contributing to the giveaway. Card of the week? Card of the week. You know who it's got to be. It'll be Animar. Oh, it's got to be. It's a super fun commander. There's a bazillion different build paths for it. It's always going to make whatever deck it's in, be it in the 99 or at the head of it, a better deck. Yep. And that's a, the mark of a great card. You can use special promo code CCOFusion5 at FusionGamingOnline.com to pick up a copy of, for your very own or to, for that extra special degenerate in your life for a Xmas present. Oh, baby. You can be Xmas. I'm trying to fit Animar and Xmas into one word, but we're already over time. So Yeah, it's too late for that. Thank the nation. Give us a final thought of the day. Thank our glorious overlords and uh, whipping masters. <laughs> Fusion games. <laughs> what do they call it? Business daddy? Is that what they call oh, it? Oh, yeah. Our our, our sugar daddy? Yeah. I don't know. Business what? daddy. I like. <laughs> Either way, FusionGamingOnline.com. Big thanks to them for all the support. This is a great deck. It's super fun. I highly recommend you take a look at this or any other mutate or animar list because all of those things are probably going to be fun. Be on the lookout in the coming days for how you can win this deck, bring it home for your very own, play it, riffle, shuffle it with no cares in the world because you didn't invest a bazillion dollars in it because you just won it from us. And that's awesome. Let us know if you want the multicolored rubber bands to slap kick some kicking around the house. Big thanks again to all of our contributors, Wonderlumps. We really appreciate you. Anybody else that sent in a list, keep them coming. We love looking at them. We love seeing them. We love supporting you while you support us by taking this show into your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole through which you impart and intake the show each and every week. And we are going to be back again tomorrow with a very special Christmas edition of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>